people of Earth. We have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready. In three, two, one. Hi, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Craig Anderson. And I am Lou Quinto. Lou, today we are going to talk about connective leadership, which I think is important to talk about. In our last episode, we talked about that Microsoft survey that showed that leaders are completely disconnected about how things are going from where their employees are. Like 61% of leaders thought people that the organization was thriving and everyone was thriving, which was a 23% higher score than anybody else beneath them in the organization. Right. So connectivity appears to be a problem. <laughs> One would think. <laughs> One would think. If so not connectivity, talk- communication is definitely a problem. Yeah. So or just some sense of reality. Yeah. So we talked about a couple of suggestions on what we could do, but I think it was such a big issue that we wanted to dive deeper this week into it. So if we think about this, there's a kind of a concept or an idea called connective leadership. And Marcus Buckingham wrote in his book um, that where staff have good relationships with the manager or supervisor, they're more likely to stay engaged and stay longer at the job. We've talked about that before. Another tidbit from Marcus Buckingham, proving at least on this show in two years, I've read two books, Lou. Um, <laughs> he said that you know when we use the word, when leaders give support, it actually activates the reward center in our brain. And so you know it's amazing how different it can be when we're trying to strengthen that connection by making our teams feel supportive. Right. That's those end, end, endorphins that kick in. Yes. That's right. So yeah. And so science here, we get the leadership skills. We got it all going. On. We have it all. Yeah. Just don't ask me what the enigma does in your brain like Bonnie did in the last episode. <laughs> the enigma, the enigma or whatever. I can't remember. can't even pronounce it. So yeah. fight and flight. That's the answer. Fight and flight. Yeah. Come here. So, come here and, for leadership, not for the science. Right. Not for the science. Yes. So particularly if you have to pull out your pre-med books. So <laughs> which amiglia. only amiglia. That's it. You got it. The amiglia. Exactly. Did you pull out your your textbook, medical textbook? No, no. You know, it's like I probably learned it when I was 20, but I couldn't tell you what I did last week. So who knows? <laughs> so, so let's talk this in three areas today, Lou. One about communication and transparency with our teams. Right. One, how do we treat our teams to make them feel more connected? And then close it out with how leaders should emulate the behaviors that they're looking for. So we touched on all these last week, but in a small right. way, let's dive deep into these today. So, Lou, how can we improve communication and transparency with our teams? What do you think? Well, when it comes to being transparent, I think that if anything, we, we've learned when it comes to communication over the last year plus whatever you want to call it since COVID, uh, leaders need to be more transparent on what's going on. Uh, you've got people who aren't working in the same office. They're working in different locations. And so therefore you have to come out, well, almost like a public relations person. You've got to come out with your party line. This is what we're saying. This is the message. And you've got to continue saying that message over and over and over again. And it's got to be transparent, transparent to the point of what's going on right now, not sugarcoating anything, not making everything all bad news. It's honesty. It comes down to being honest when you're transparent with your employees. And when employees not only 
feel, but they believe because the proof is in the pudding that something later on that you said was going to happen does happen. They know that you are being transparent with them. And that creates and strengthens that not only connectivity, but that trust. And that is a major point in connectivity is, is that trust that people are going to have. Uh, the other thing too, when it comes to, you know, better communication and Craig, we beat this horse a thousand times. It's coaching and catching people doing something right. If you want those endorphins to kick in for somebody, praise people when they do something right. Just don't catch them doing things wrong, which is our natural tendency to do. So provide that feedback on a regular basis. You know, it, <laughs> every Monday, don't make it feedback day. <laughs> oh, we're going into work. It's going to be feedback day today. No, it's going to happen Monday through Friday. So uh, th those are those are two areas that I, I truly believe that leaders need to pay attention to. It's so funny. You said I once had a boss <laughs> and, you know, we had kind of the four foot high cube walls. Right. And right. every I feel like one day of the year is like Tuesday. When, I don't remember what day, but that was the day she did management by walking around <laughs> come through the office. And it was like a sharp you know, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> waiting to be and You try and like scoot out before she got there anyway. Right. But I agree with you. Communication and how we communicate with our teams is so important. We need to be authentic. We need to be transparent and we need to be repetitive. Right. Those things are very important. You know, a lot of times well, we don't want to get people nervous, so we don't want to give them the full truth. Here's what I've learned. Your call center guys know that the sales guys aren't getting the business in because right. they don't have enough to do. So right. if you're up there blowing smoke about how great it is, yeah. they know, everybody knows. And in that vacuum where you're not being authentic and you're not being transparent, they're going to make up their own version of what's going on. And then yeah. you're going to lose control of what's going on in the company. So it's those things are really three tips that I give to my clients is you got to be authentic. You've got to say it a lot. About the time you're sick of saying it is when people start to hear it. And right. you've, got to, you've got to be as transparent as possible. Yeah, uh, no, it, it, I, I agree 100%. In fact, uh, in, in a previous life, when I did some uh, congressional campaign managing, uh, one of the things when it came to campaign advertising was that each individual had to have at least 12 impressions of an advertisement, a campaign ad, before it finally took hold before they learned the person's name, before they learned what their policy stance was on a, on a particular issue. And when you think about that, when campaign time comes around, you know, most of us are like, oh, no, not, not that commercial again. It's because of the science. The science says at least 12 impressions need to take place before something actually gets hold. So you're absolutely right. If you think you've said it too many times, say it another four or five times and it'll finally get through. Yeah, perfect. So now as we're working with our teams, what else can we do to make them feel more connected? How do we as leaders start building that connection? Because it's got to it's got to start with the leader. Right. People are kind of intimidated by the yeah. leaders. Yeah. And I've got one word. Listen. You need to listen to your employees. Don't listen for the solution. Listen to the problem. Because many of us, when someone starts talking and presenting an issue to us, in our mind, we want to become the problem solver. And so we start listening just for the solution. And when I, what I mean by that, Craig, is that if you're telling me about a problem, immediately what I'm doing is I'm trying to come up with a solution. And if I 
you know, uh, hone in on one solution. I'm only going to select that information that you are giving me that relates or supports the solution that I'm going to give you. So then what I'm doing is I'm editing out other parts of the issue that you're telling me about that don't have any relevance or or I should say are in competition with the solution or don't verify my solution. And so therefore I'm not hearing that, but you need to get, and, and I, I guess a good way of pulling is there need to be equal time in conversation. So the employee or whoever reporting to you team member needs to talk as much as you're talking and you need to listen. In fact, I would even say you need to listen more. They need to talk more. You need to talk less. Yeah. Yeah. And what I'd add to that is a couple things is one, you've got to have genuine interest in what they're talking about, right? I mean, if they're bringing these things to you, you've got to get into active listening mode, make sure you're engaged. Don't jump to your point, you know, to your solution or, you know, well, I know what the answer is to this and I'm just going to jump to it because you could be wrong. So they need to feel that you're genuinely listening to what they have to say and that they are getting some respect from you when you're having these conversations. I think it's a crucial piece. And I know we're all busy and, you know, it's like, Oh, and I've even had the employee who I wanted to do that for, but you know, she, you know, let's go on and on and on. And at some point I'd kind of lose track of it, but that was more what I need to do. Say, okay, I think I understand this. Is this what it is? Right. So give them the opportunity to talk, do the active listening, repeat back what you're hearing and give it, take it with an open mind, as you said. Right. And the other thing, too, that I would say here, and, and it's a it's a, a an acronym that an associate of mine uh, gave me a long time ago uh, to, to use, uh, particularly when you're talking about problems that an employee might want to bring to the boss, is that as a leader, what you should do is implement this three letter acronym P. I R. If you want the employee to be connected, make sure when they come to you with a problem, they tell you what the problem is, P. They tell you what the impact of that problem is, I. And then they also propose a resolution to you, the R. So the P, the I, and the R. And what that does is it creates a connectivity in that with that employee, with the boss, because they're not just giving you a problem and telling you about it. And before you know it, that monkey has taken its one leg off of the employee's back and it's put it on your back, getting ready to jump on your back. No, you want to know in order to what the problem is, you need to be able to have that employee prioritize it, not only in their mind, but in your mind by telling you what the impact is. And then you want to ask them for a resolution. If you were in my job, what would you prescribe as a solution to this particular problem? That creates a huge connectivity because that means that people feel that their input is being listened to. And while they're doing that, shut up and listen. (laughs) All right. So, and and we touched on this a little bit already is, you know, what behavior should leaders be doing to kind of emulate this connectivity? How do we start building those connections and show them how to build the connections themselves? Empathy. Leaders need to be more empathetic. They need to be more understanding. They need to not think that they have all of the answers. They need to make sure that the answers are coming from the people who are on the front lines and don't feel that you have to provide all the answers to your employees. You are a step above 
the people on the front line, just like a general in the army. General in the army doesn't know what the terrain is like down there. They haven't had their boots on the ground. However, that your people who are on the front line, who are handling the project, the day-to-day activity, working with the external customers, working with your internal folks, sales, marketing, they know what's going on. You need to ask them specific questions and open-ended questions that give you information that help you as a leader make the decision that needs to be made. But they are giving you the information and you aren't going into a conversation, again, with the solution that you think you is going to be the best solution because then you're only going to hear that information that is going to relate to the solution you want to give. L- open up your mind. Listen. Yeah, that's, you know, I, I've been putting a program together for some leadership training. And I, I think one of the things that happens is, you know, our bosses were never trained to be good leaders, to be coaches, to be mentors. Yeah. And so they don't know how to teach their next level of leaders to do it. So they don't have that empathy and the active listening and all the things. And you start creating these generational crises of leadership in your organization because you're not teaching them, you know, the importance of coaching and showing that in your relationships with employees paying attention to nonverbal cues. So you see when, you know, you, you're asking the employee to be honest, but you can tell by their body language, they're not. So right. what's the problem? Is that a problem with me or a problem with them? But am I at least noting it that maybe they're not telling me the whole story? So we're not training our leaders how to have these kind of skills. So I think before we can even say, hey, leaders emulate this behavior, first, we probably have to teach leaders <laughs> behaviors, right? Empathy is kind of, you know, a new leadership concept. And I do, you know, I know I ranted about this before. We are kind of beating it to death. I really think that's your word for the year, Lou, is empathy. But at any rate. <laughs> Consistent you know, empathy. <laughs> it's important, but we've never trained the leaders at the top of our organizations on these things. And so it's not flowing down. So there's an amount of self-awareness that leaders need to have to realize, where am I not kind of acting in the role as I should Right. where my employees need to be so that I can then start emulating those activities to mind. Right. Yeah. No, it, it, people are only going to, to behave in whatever body language cues that they're getting from you. Uh, so if you, you, th- you think that this is the way it needs to be done by coming in and, you know, going back to my example of seagull management, then employees are going to react to that. But if you go in with the, ear open, listen to the concern, be able to understand the problem to its fullest and get the information from them and even let them suggest a solution, you're going to connect with people. And so, and I think with a lot of leaders that may be in leadership positions, maybe, you know, they're looking at retirement pretty soon. And so they may be from a generation that that's not how they were brought up. And let's face it, for most of us, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And so you can train people on, well, this is the new way to do things. But if they've gotten results for many, many years using their way, chances are they're going to be like a rubber band. After training, they're going to snap back and do it the way they've always done it. So, um, you know, maybe it's something for the next generation of leaders. But if you can be open minded and always be learning. I think every leader can emulate the skills necessary. Yeah. I, I will note today, Lou, I learned how to preview, preview an Instagram TV in my Instagram story. So this old dog did learn a new trick today. So <laughs> onward and upward. Lou, what are your key takeaways today? 
Uh, my key takeaway when it comes to connectivity is uh, I, I'm listen and trust. Those are two of the biggest things that every leader needs to continue to push and work on. If you're not a good listener, you got to become a good listener. And the best way to do that, you know, a long time ago, my mother told me growing up, you know, God gave you, you know, uh, two ears and one mouth, use them appropriately. <laughs> and so, yeah, listen more than you talk. And the other thing too, is when you do that, people will start to trust you because you are listening to them. It's the person who's not being listened to that has no trust. Yeah, very good. I, my key takeaway too, one, don't come to us for science. Not <laughs> for science. Amygdala, got it. <laughs> I hope that's right. This is going to be so embarrassing. If yeah. we no, it is. it is, it is, it is, it is, it is. I Googled uh, it while you were talking. <laughs> the, the other one is that we really need to look at connected leadership as this kind of symbiotic leadership between the leader and the employee. The employee is only going to go so far as the leader can help them to get. And the leader is not going to be able to really move the organization forward if they're not connecting with the employees. Right. So you really need to look at this as I'm not, I'm, you can't look at it as I'm here, you're there, do what I tell you. Right. But it is more, I'm only going to go as far as you can take me. So I really need to give you all the tools to help you be successful and listen to you and, you know, provide that kind of understanding and communication with the employees. If I'm not connecting with my employees, I'm not going to be able to go as far as I could otherwise. Yeah. If, if the only connection that an employee feels ha that it has with your company or your organization is a salary and benefits that they can get that anywhere and yeah. feel connected. <laughs> so you need to find other connections and the connection is to make their work meaningful. So okay. that's, that's my conclusion. All right. All right. Okay. So if you've enjoyed today's episode on employee connectivity, please like, share, subscribe, leave us a note. Tell us what you thought about the episode. And also, if you've got a suggestion for a future episode, we'd love to hear it. Or if you have a concern that you would like Craig and I to address in our next mailbag issue, please go ahead and drop that in the comments section. In addition, don't forget, we are available on all of your major podcast platforms. So until next time, keep those hands washed. Keep your distance. I'm Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson.